Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about how to tell when your body's running low on key vitamins, how Neanderthals mourned their dead, and why you should not pre-rinse your dishes before putting them in the dishwasher. Let's satisfy some curiosity. With all the stuff you hear about what to eat to stay healthy, it can be hard to know if you're getting it right. I mean, wouldn't it be great if there was just a way to know whether you were running low on certain vitamins? Well, there kind of is. You just have to listen to your body for clues. When you're low on certain vitamins and minerals, it'll show in your skin, in your hair, in your overall mood. And running low is more common than you might think. According to the CDC, more than 10% of people in the U.S. over the age of one have a vitamin B6 deficiency. 8% have a vitamin D deficiency, and about 6% are lacking vitamin C. I actually take vitamin D supplements myself. It's a prescription based on blood tests, not over-the-counter stuff. Hey, nobody's perfect, right? Now, obviously, if you've got a symptom you're really concerned about, see your doctor. We are not medical professionals, so please don't treat our podcast like one. Still, here are a few ways you can look for signs that you may be running low on key vitamins. Now, first, let's talk hair. If you're going gray early, like in your 20s with no family history, it could be due to a copper deficiency. In that case, try shellfish and mushrooms, which are rich in copper. Brittle hair could be a sign of anemia caused by a lack of iron. So in that case, eat more beef or beans or from low levels of folic acid, which you can get from leafy greens. And if your scalp is flaky or itchy, you could be low on vitamins A and C or fatty acids, which you can get from fish and walnuts. So now let's move on to your mouth. If you have mouth sores, low levels of B12 could be the reason. And that's an easy fix for omnivores. Just eat more meat, poultry, and eggs. Vegans and vegetarians may have to supplement. Fatigue is another symptom of B12 deficiency, but that can also be caused by a bunch of things. Stuff like low levels of potassium, which bananas are full of, or vitamin D, which you can find in fortified dairy and some fish. If your fatigue comes with feelings of nausea and weakness, you could be low on magnesium, which you can get from nuts and beans. And little red bumps on the back of your arms may be caused by low levels of vitamin A, which you can get in orange foods like sweet potatoes, or from a zinc deficiency, which you can fix with poultry, hummus, and pumpkin seeds. And again, if you're suffering from serious symptoms, call a doctor right away. But if it's just a nagging feeling, double check. Make sure you're getting the right vitamins. Vitamin D may be particularly hard for some of us to get here in the Midwest. Not really able to spend a lot of time in the sun in, you know, negative four degree weather. Not that I'm complaining. That is the truth. Yeah. Researchers in Europe are looking to old bones to answer a burning question. Are humans the only species to bury their dead? Or did Neanderthals do it too? Based on new analysis of a skeleton that was first excavated in the early 1970s, it's looking more and more like they did. The remains in question belonged to a two-year-old Neanderthal child who died around 41,000 years ago. They were discovered at the La Ferrecie Rock Shelter, an important Neanderthal site located in Dordogne, France. It's pretty close to Lascaux Cave, home to those famous prehistoric paintings. 
But the artists behind those pieces live closer in time to us, probably around 17,000 years ago. The child definitely ended up buried. No one has ever disputed that. The question is whether Neanderthals deliberately buried the body in a funerary practice or whether natural processes engulfed the remains. That second one might sound unlikely, but it actually happens to wild animals all the time. The researchers drew on methods from a bunch of disciplines to crack this case. One of the first things they did was consult the original researchers' notebooks. That archival evidence clued them in to 47 new bones that earlier researchers hadn't identified as belonging to the skeleton. But these researchers are pretty sure they do. They collected evidence by analyzing the bone's state of preservation, proteins, genetics, and age to get a precise idea of what those bones have been through. The researchers also went back to the original site in hopes of finding more bones that might have been overlooked a half century ago. The researchers didn't turn up anything new, but they did manage to figure out exactly how the body had been oriented. The skeleton was buried with the head pointed east and sloped a little higher than the pelvis. That was even though the sedimentary layer it was buried in was sloped the opposite way. The bones still looked like a skeleton when they were found, which means the body was probably buried shortly after death. Compare that to the remains of wild animals found in the same sedimentary layer, which were scattered around, probably by scavengers and the elements. Taken together, this new research makes for convincing evidence that Neanderthals did, in fact, bury their dead. That raises a lot of questions about Neanderthal funerary practices. We'll just have to wait for new discoveries, or new takes on old ones, to get those answers. A lot of people have been spending more time at home cooking and cleaning since the pandemic hit. And that's why we remastered this classic Curiosity Daily clip to help you get the most out of a pretty handy household appliance. If you have one, your dishwasher. All right, Cody, are you a fastidious dishwasher loader? Like, do you have weird habits? I have a system. Dishwasher? I have a system. Okay. What's your system? It's start loading in the back. All right. Always put all the glasses and everything between the prongs, not over the prongs. Put some bowls on the top. Good. Good. I, yeah. I try to I try to pack as much as I can in there. Wow. You and I are very similar in our dishwashing habits, <laughs> but do you rinse them first? Yes. It depends. It depends on how much is on them. Sure. Well, I've been rinsing them a lot less since I wrote this article. Oh, because today we're talking about why you should not rinse your dishes before putting them in the dishwasher. You've got my attention. Here's why. Modern dishwashers have a sensor that measures the amount of food debris floating around at the start of the cycle. And it adjusts as necessary. So if most of your dishes have been rinsed, guess what happens to all that cheese caked onto that one baking dish you didn't scrub? It won't trigger the sensor, which means your dishwasher will run a shorter, lighter wash cycle, regardless of which setting you choose. Uh, yeah. Right. You might think, oh, well, my dishwasher isn't a modern dishwasher. It's yeah. years old. Well, when we say modern dishwashers, we actually mean most dishwashers purchased in the last five years for more than $500. But lots of dishwasher detergent manufacturers give the same warning. Procter & Gamble, the maker of Cascade detergent, says that enzymes in their detergent are designed to attach themselves to food particles. And with no food particles, the enzymes have nothing to attach to. Mm. And of course, there are other benefits to not pre-washing. You'll save time and you'll save water. You could waste more than 10 gallons of water in just five minutes of rinsing dishes. Of course, we're not saying put an entire plate of food in your dishwasher. <laughs> 
huge food particles are still not good for your dishwasher. So maybe scrape off the big stuff before you put anything in the dishwasher. Scrape, don't rinse, right? Right. And remember to clean your dishwasher's filter so you don't cause a clog. That's important, too. But here are a few guidelines about how to actually load your dishwasher. Glasses go between the prongs, not over the prongs. So good, Cody. Yes. On the top rack. And utensils will get clean whether they're handle side up or down. But know that General Electric recommends handles up for safety. All right, well, let's recap what we learned today. Starting with the fact that your body has ways of telling you that you're running low on key vitamins. Check the links in the show notes if you have any of the symptoms we mentioned, and maybe it'll help. But remember, we're not medical professionals, and you should always call your doctor if you're seriously concerned about something. And also, be careful about supplements. You know, we're in Chicago, and I've been concerned about my vitamin D levels in the winter, and my fiancé bought some vitamin D supplements. And I, you know, you know me, I did a ton of research on, like, what the best dosage was and stuff, and I found that the dosage in the bottle was, like, way higher than I should be taking. And if you have too much vitamin D in your blood you can throw off your calcium levels and like do weird things to your heart rhythm. So, you know, be careful. Do the research if you're going to take supplements. We also learned that researchers analyzed a skeleton and concluded that Neanderthals buried at least one of their dead. I don't know if they buried all of them, but this is a big deal because that means that humans are not the only species that have buried their dead. I mean, there's a reason that so many cultures bury their dead. I know that it helps us let go. It probably helped the Neanderthals, too. Yeah. We also learned that you should not rinse your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher, because most modern dishwashers have sensors and clean accordingly. You also waste more water if you rinse first, and some detergents are designed to attach to food particles. So no particles, no clean. Remember office kitchens, Ashley? I do remember office kitchens. Barely. Barely. Like back when we went into offices? I worked in a marketing agency and the facilities manager, when giving the tour of the office, specifically trained all of the employees how to load the dishwasher. Wow. It was like part of his thing. He was like, you start in the back and you work your way forward and you put the coffee mugs here. You go between the prongs. I mean, he had a system and he was militant. Because it was his job to run the dishwasher and unload it. And like, he just didn't want to have to deal with it being unkempt or whatever. So was he a business end up or down person for the silverware? I don't. Oh, boy. I I don't I don't remember. And I used to be business end up only for some reason, even though it doesn't make a difference. Oh, mine. I have no I, I am up only and it does does make a difference for sure. Oh, really? Yeah. In what way? It it makes it gives them more freedom for the water to hit them, and they are get they get cleaner mm. instead of instead of being stuck under there, and maybe like a food particle gets stuck in the in the basket, and then it's just like stuck to your spoon. See, I got a fancy dishwasher, and there's a hidden, very secret top rack specifically for silverware. So I put it in sideways. Oh, I see. So you're just, you're so fancy. You didn't even, you didn't even know what I was talking about. You haven't even, you haven't had a lower dishwasher for so long. Yeah, no, no. I don't have what I call uh, peasant silverware. Right. That's, uh, right. no, no, no. I have a much more regal dishwashing experience here at the Goff household. You know, Cody, us people who don't own homes... (laughs) 
have to deal with whatever they're given. All right. I'm really mostly only proud of my dishwasher because the week we moved into our house, we learned the previous dishwasher was broken. So, you know, that was expensive. <laughs> I, was, I was not happy about it. Look, I've got a cool dishwasher, so I, I'm going to be happy about it. All right. I can see that. And look, look, I've lived in a lot of places without a dishwasher. Okay. I, I can handle not living with a dishwasher, but when you buy a house, I'd like it to have functioning appliances. So judge me if you will. That's fair. Today's stories were written by Stephanie Buckland and Grant Curran and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Today's episode is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, be true to yourself, true to your country. Join us again tomorrow, brother, to learn something new in just a few minutes. Who is that? Hulk Hogan. Oh, brother. <laughs> and until then, stay curious. <laughs>